Hi, welcome to Making Sense of Movies. I'm Claire. I'm Elena. And it is that time of year, our favorite time of year. It's um, the Super Bowl of movies. It's mm -hmm. the Oscars. Uh, we're excited for it. Um, there's some things that we're not as excited for that we're yeah. going to go over right now. But overall, I think great year for movies. But um, I think we want to address right off the bat that uh, it was ABC who told the Academy that there are eight awards that they're not going to do live. Uh, they are going to be shown throughout the broadcast, but they're not going to, um, they're going to cut them in themselves. They're not going to show the whole things. It's going to be, they're not showing documentary, short live, sound, editing, makeup and hairstyling, the live action shorts, production and animated shorts as well. Uh, and really their reasoning for this is because they want to uh, bump up the ratings for just the Oscars in general. Uh, but honestly, it just seems like a slap in the face to everyone who's involved in the movie making process. And um, not great that they're just trying to appeal to the general public instead of the craft of these uh, movies and just um, the awards in general, like they're cutting awards out of the award show, so doesn't not a really make sense. Mm -hmm. Like everyone knows, like the Oscar broadcast always it always goes over. So like mm -hmm. I don't understand why taking these out has anything to do with that. Like I feel like instead of taking them out, you have to like lean into it. You know, like mm -hmm. if you know it's gonna go over, lean into that. Like who cares? And mm -hmm. I think it's also, yeah, like you said, it's just a slap in the face of these people that are nominated. It's just like, oh, mm -hmm. we don't care because you're not giving us ratings, which is not the right message, nor any thanks to any of these people who are nominated and who put a lot of time and effort into the shorts and into the different aspects of filmmaking that are all very important. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so sad I'm just kind of like like there's so many other things around with Oscar ceremony like why are you taking out not like um broadcasting awards don't like especially it. when they're adding the fan favorite movie award and then the best um fan moment award or they're not really awards but they're really adding things into the broadcast while taking the most important things away mm -hmm. which yeah. This doesn't make sense because um, I was looking at the nominations or the, the winners for, I think it was the, I think it was last weekend, the Critics' Choice Awards. And they do, or maybe not Critics' Choice, it was some award show. I kind of forgot which one, but they do a thing where they'll have like the normal, like drama best picture, but then they'll also do kind of like a horror best picture and different mm -hmm. like movie, like um superhero or action best picture as well just to like get in those movies that a lot of people see without necessarily like bumping other movies from the categories I don't know if those are necessarily like they're live with the rest of the ceremony but mm -hmm. I like food for thought it's not a bad idea because it's not because it's not necessarily just like Marvel movies that are being nominated like I think Dev Patel won for best fantasy actor or something mm -hmm. like that around lines of that because the green knight was not a movie that necessarily people were that got nominated in like the oscars or anything like that but a lot of a lot of people liked that and saw that so that's a food for thought not sure that can fix the oscars um but i don't i don't, I don't know what the what all the issues are so yeah <laughs> all right then let's get into it because there are a lot of amazing movies to celebrate this year exactly. uh for best picture 
the nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. So Claire, out of these, how many do we have? One, two, three? Ten. Ten. I didn't know if it was all ten, so I should just nominate eight or nine. Normal, normally ten. there's uh, between eight and ten. This year it's ten. How many have you seen? I have seen all ten. Claire, you make me look so bad. <laughs> I think I've seen four. I saw, I saw Coda. I saw Drive My Car. I saw Dune. I saw Power of the Dog. West Side Story. Okay, actually I saw mm-hmm. five. So I've seen five. Um, I'm, I think my best picture, I think some of these are really great. Some of these I'm, I wasn't such a huge fan of in the mm-hmm. sense of like when I saw the trailers come out and when I, you know, was it deciding if I wanted to watch these movies, these weren't movies I was necessarily drawn to and mostly that's Don't Look Up um, and probably Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley was like my, I had, I know people that saw it and they weren't mm-hmm. too impressed with the overall plot and everything like that. So for them, like that was a miss. So it didn't make me want to see that movie. Particularly, mm-hmm. I still want to see, there's still a couple of these I still want to see. I still want to see Kim Richard. I still want to see Licorice Pizza and Belfast. I think those are the ones I would most likely try to see. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah. So you've seen all of them. So if you were to say which one you think should get best picture, which one would you pick? So what I think should get best picture, I would say West Side Story or... Mm-hmm. Um, the power of the dog. I think I the early front runner was Belfast, but right now I think the main contenders would be Power of the Dog and then Coda, which Coda has gained a lot of momentum just with winning uh, Best Film Ensemble at the SAG Awards. Yeah. And same with Troy Kotzer, who's picked up a few along the way. And then um, they won for, a, or he won at the BAFTAs. And then they've also won an Adapted Screenplay nomination since then as well and one of the other awards. So mm-hmm. I think those are the two right now to be looking at. And it's hard to say, they're both great. I'd be happy if both of them won, but from the di- from what I'm seeing online right now is the main discourse is that, um, dr- I'm sorry, uh, The Power of the Dog is more um, technically a better movie, while Coda is definitely the most heartfelt movie out of all of these. Yeah, so- I would have. I would agree. I recently just saw Coda and um, I was so blown away. I was, I think, especially the trailers didn't necessarily, I think, show what the movie like was really. I was expecting a bit more of like a teen movie because it does focus on a teen girl, but it really was about the whole family, which I, I really enjoyed. And it was so heartfelt and like, I almost cried at the end. For me personally, considering I've only seen half these movies, I would personally pick The Power of the Dog. That's still mm-hmm. my number one. I, I saw it in theaters. I saw it both on my laptop and then decided to also see it in theaters. It was just, I was so blown away with the choices, the fact that it really builds in a way mm-hmm. that you're not expecting. And for me, it was my personal, like, best movie of 2021 that I saw. So that's what I'm hoping to win. I really liked it. Um, it's been getting some... I think also Power Dog has, I think, maybe losing some steam, but still pretty, pretty good chances. And that's a great movie to rewatch, too. I, since uh, we, our last episode, when you were talking about how it was your favorite, then I went back and rewatched it. And there are, 
it's almost better to go back on the second time because you can see just like all the different buildup after knowing what really happens at the end. And you can kind of yeah. see what's happening in the character's eyes, really what they're thinking. Um, mm -hmm. But really, I would be happy with anything but um, Nightmare Alley, uh, Don't Look Up, <laughs> Drive My Car, and Licorice Pizza. I, I really like didn't... Like I really pizza? didn't like licorice pizza. I really want to see it for Alana Haim. I'm, I'm, if you don't know Haim, it's a band. It's Alana Haim and her two sisters. Um, and I love that band, so I really want to see this movie. But I'm, I'm interested. I'll have to, because I, I, I've seen other people that have really liked it. But yeah, it's one of those things where the acting's really good with it. Like she's amazing in it, and the way it's filmed is very impressive. Uh, I'm always props to Paul Thomas Anderson. The thing that um, where I found the disconnect is I don't like leaving movies where I can't really see the themes that they were trying to um, trying to get across. And I've just never been a fan of the like the the hangout movies where there's a lot of nothing that happens. And it's just like a lot of small conversations, kind of the same way. Um, uh, oh gosh, what's the movie? The Quinn Tarantino movie that took place in the 70s. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Well, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because they're both kind of similar in the sense where they're very slow, they're um, period pieces of the time and they're hangout movies. So I guess that really just doesn't connect with me as much. But yeah. what I would put in place of those would be Spencer, The Last Duel, Flea, and then Tick, Tick, Boom. I yeah. think I would have nominated over the ones I just took out. I think I would have put Flea. I also recently just watched it. I think for funsies, it'd be fun to see the Green Knight in there. Yeah, no, the Green Knight was super good. Fantasy movies, mm -hmm. like, let's get with it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any. I really also haven't seen too many 2021 films that Isla was like, oh, I think need to be in the best picture category. I would have loved to see Shiva Baby here. That has a lovely mm -hmm. place in my heart even though I know it's not going to get nominated for anything. Um, they, they did win an Independent Spirit Award, so I was very happy mm -hmm. about that. I'm trying to think. I watched Passing. was a movie that I actually, I, I read the, um, it's a novella. I read the novella as well. So I thought it was a really great adaptation. I actually enjoyed it pr pretty mm -hmm. well. I'm upset that Ruth Nega did not get nominated. And we can talk about that with the after nominations. Mm -hmm. But I would say those two, that one. Um, I would really like to to see in Best Picture just mm -hmm. to give it a little bit different. I'm trying to think, is there any movie on here? Yeah. Besides Don't Look Up, I would like take that out. That movie yeah. just, <laughs> I can give my rant on Don't Look Up even though I haven't seen it later. <laughs> Maybe that could just be a full episode of Don't Look on Up it, episode. Let us know, I have yeah. thoughts based on no experience. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Oh. We love it. I was uh -huh. like to say, I was like, it would be kind of nice if Drive My Car won. I just watched that today and I was actually really taken aback with how thoughtful that movie was. Mm -hmm. I had I had no idea what it was about going into it. The only thing I knew that it was a Japanese film. And I saw a picture of a red car. And then that was it. I think I ended up when I watched I had watched the first 10 minutes and then had stopped watching it because um, my sister wanted to watch with me and then she didn't end up watching with me doesn't matter mm -hmm. but when I press pause I like read a bit of the the um synopsis and it's it talks about spoiler alert um how his a widow and when you watch the movie he's not a widow in the beginning of the movie 
So I was like, hmm, interesting development. That was, that was the only thing that I had mm-hmm. going into this movie. And I, I really liked it. I'm very interested to actually look up the director and see what else he's done. Mm-hmm. All right. But, well, speaking of directors, uh, shall we move on to the next category? Let's go. Okay. So best directors, we have Paul Thomas Anderson for Liquor's Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Oh, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Sorry about my hesitation. I almost did not know how to pronounce his first name. So out of all of these, personally, I would like Jane Campion to win for The Power of the Dog, mostly because, yeah, I would go with Jane Campion or um, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Those are my, my top two that I yeah. would I would be fine with either one of them winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jane's going to win here. I, I do. think this is one of the ones where it's kind of set. I think it's hers. I think it's hers to lose, honestly. And then yeah. uh, Kenneth Branagh, I would say, would be my second. Just because I feel like that story of Belfast, since it's just so connected to him and his childhood, where yeah. only he could have made that movie. And I think that was a very well done movie. Um, and then almost Paul Thomas Anderson, too. But I feel like they won't give it to him here. I think they'll, spoiler alert, for our, the other categories. I think they'll give it to him for screenplay. But Interesting. Um, yeah, so I think uh, Jane's going to win here. And then I would say my big thing with this category is Denise Villeneuve. I think that was a total snub here. Yeah. I think he really should have been nominated for this category. Um, I would have put him in there over uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. I think for me, I would have put... Um, I was thinking of... I'm trying to think, I'm trying to figure out who Rebecca Hall for passing. Mm-hmm. I just thought she did, and she, I think she wrote the adaptation too. She did such a beautiful job, and it's all done in black and white, very intentionally. And it's such a powerful move on her part to do that. Mm-hmm. I think like she she deserves that recognition, where I feel like she hasn't really been seeing it. I'm trying to think who else where I was like, I think they should have been nominated for some sort of direction. Um, I'm trying to think. Mm, nothing that's coming to mind right now just once again have not seen too many 2021 movies that have popped out but yeah I would say maybe even um David Lowry for the Green Knight yeah I could see that I like Mm -hmm. I liked how stylistic it was it was very Mm -hmm. good choice Mm -hmm. genre so even though the story wasn't necessarily my favorite I did very much appreciate the stylistic choices Mm mm-hmm and I do love that they put Steven Spielberg in here as well, because I think, like, I mean, he's had such, uh, the one of, he's, like, one of the best directors of all time, and for him to come out with West Side Story, just, like, still being, I think, one of his best movies now, um, it's just, also, like, so incredibly shot. Exactly, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he did such a good job with the adaptation. I was surprised mm-hmm. it wasn't nominated for Best um, Screenplay Adaptation. Mm-hmm. especially because it made such a difference but yeah that's for me poor right. poor De- Denise Villeneuve I know I just didn't because... necessarily like Dune that much um <laughs> but I just probably yeah. one of the other best pictures I was like didn't need to be there personally yeah I just kind of feel like the reason I would have nominated him is just it just seems like that movie it was just so big mm-hmm. and 
it is something uh, that everyone says like, oh, Dune's probably one of the hardest things to adapt. And while yeah. we do have our thoughts on how like the character of Jessica was adapted, I mostly think they did a really amazing job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, I was really surprised because I thought he would be a lock for this too. Yeah, I know. I was surprised at that as well, mm-hmm. considering he got best picture and then also I think best screenplay as well. Mm-hmm. To usually go hand in hand with best director, but we digress and we move forward. Yes. Okay. So next we're going over best actress, one of the most unpredictable ones so far. Yeah. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Christian Stewart for Spencer. This is such a bag considering I've only seen Spencer. <laughs> I'm surprised Jessica Chastain was nominated. I don't know anyone who saw the eyes of Tammy Faye. I think maybe besides you. I, she was very good in this. And I think the, the one I haven't seen here is I did not see Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. Um, but I think what is working in Jessica Chastain's favor here is like the, the movie I thought was good. But Tammy Faye herself is very eccentric and Jessica Chastain has to be doing a lot in this role from um, comedy to like emotional drama to singing. And she really does it all very well. And she also, I forget where Tammy Faye is from, but she also has this accent that she has to do the whole time, which is very unique. Uh, I forget the accent, but it's one that you're like, I don't know anyone who has this accent. So Mm -hmm. she was really good. Olivia Coleman, that was a more subtle performance, but also I could see why she's up here for The Lost Daughter. Um, <laughs> Christian Stewart, my girl. I really, everyone knows who, what I think of this movie. I love yes, this movie. I, know. I think she should win for this. I think Jessica Chastain will end up winning. And really the only one here will I'll throw a fit if they win is Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. How did you know that? <laughs> I just knew. I looked at them and I looked at the fact that being Ricardos was nominated for both acting and I knew Claire would be upset about it because I'm upset about it. <laughs> I just like the the movie. It was fine. It's not the most mind-blowing thing in the, role, the world, mm-hmm. but her being in that role, it just not that she was walking through it because Nicole Kidman doesn't walk through anything but I just that's true it just wasn't good I just don't think the role was ca- it didn't captivate me the way Christian Stewart's role has and mm-hmm. um and every time I she was on screen it wasn't like oh it's Lucille Ball it's like oh there's Nicole Kidman again in the movie so I just I think her role really just took me out of it so yeah. I don't think she'll win but I really don't think there's a, a front runner here. I, I, I agree. Hard. For me, I like just because a performance is big doesn't necessarily mean it's a great performance. So like for Jessica Chastain, I, I, ha- I would have to see it to give my full opinion. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as impressed with big performances as I am with subtle, more mm-hmm. nuanced performances. Because for me personally, I find that harder to believe than someone who's just being loud. Um, so I, I, well, and one I've seen is Kristen Stewart. So I'm kind of going for K Sue. Plus, I think she would be, it would be hilarious if she won. Who mm-hmm. I think could have been nominated, maybe instead of Nicole Kidman, maybe instead of Jessica Chastain. I think Renate Rienze from 
um, worst person in the world could have taken one of these spots. She was so great in that movie. I'm going to say it again. Ruth Naga, who plays Claire in Passing, should have she should have been nominated. And I'm going for Best Actress, not Best Supporting Actress, because mm-hmm. it's her and Tessa Thompson are basically co-leads in this movie. So not that Tessa Thompson wasn't great and amazing too, but Ruth Naga was just kind of had so many layers to Claire and was really making you guessing. And I think she should have been recognized for that. That's my personal. Yeah, and going along that as well of who I would have liked to see nominated is Jomi Comer, Comer for The Last Duel, because in that movie, she had to play herself, but three different versions of the same character from uh, mm-hmm. her perspective and then two other perspectives as well. And it, it was a very subtle performance. And I agree with what you were saying. I The subtle performances, I do think, are more impressive than someone who is just being loud or angry on screen which I don't think that was necessarily Jessica Chastain what she was doing because I do think that was really good but I think it's difficult because in uh the past you I feel like those are the role the roles where it's more easy to be like oh they're being loud so that's acting opposed to Mm -hmm. seeing something that's very subtly done so I think sometimes yeah. it is hard, harder for someone who's more subtle to get nominated. Um, but, it should, but it should be interesting this year. It should be very interesting. Some other outliers I kind of thought could have been nominated. Um, Amelia Jones from CODA really mm-hmm. blew me away. The fact that I didn't even know she was British until I saw an interview. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> that adds another layer. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, was there anyone else specifically? Um, no. She was kind of someone I thought that would have been, it would have been nice to see her nominated. I didn't think she was going to get nominated, but I thought she was did a really good job in that performance. And our next category is Best Actor. We have Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. And for this, from what I've been reading, it seems to be Will Smith's award. Like, he, he, I think, will get it. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard good things, I've been wanting to see King Richard, so I'm, hopefully he'll win. I think it will be nice. I really like the movie he did a couple years ago called, I think, Concussion. I thought he was really great in that. So, you know, could have been deserved. The other person, I would say, for me personally, I would pick would be Andrew Garfield. I thought he did such a good job in Tick, Tick, Boom. Even though Tick, Tick, Boom wasn't necessarily my, like, favorite movie, it was still really well done and he specifically has a really good voice and does a really mm-hmm. good job of of you know doing of you know being Jonathan Larson and yes that that's my take what about you Claire yeah no I definitely agree with that and especially with Andrew Garfield I would love to see him win this but I do think this is Will Smith's award uh, and I think in this case I would always like to think the Oscar voters are choosing these uh, the winners based on uh, they were the best actor for their year. But I think there are some other things that could play into it. Like, oh, Andrew Garfield, he's really young and he has a long career ahead of him. So he'll have other opportunities to win. (laughs) And on the flip side, uh, Will Smith, he's been in this. um, He's been here for so long, doing such a good job where it's finally his time to give him the award and it's well deserved I think but I do uh because he was so good in King Richard and 
he just has such a great on-screen presence as well. Um, so I'm, I'll be happy when he wins, but I think if it was up to me, I would choose Andrew Garfield to win it. But I think Benedict Cumberbatch also has a shot as well. He has a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if Benedict Cumberbatch will win. I, th- I thought he did a really good job in this movie. My sister said he cannot do it in English. An American accent. Um, I've heard several he's people done, say that. I think he's, he's done fine. so many accents. Mm-hmm. I know. So I was like, I think that's fine. I'm trying to think of someone else who I wanted. Me personally, I think someone else who could have been in this category. Is, I'm surprised about none of the actors from Drive My Car got nominated. Mm-hmm. Especially the kind of two main, the main character in this movie, which I apologize if I'm going to butcher his name. It's Hidetoshi Nish- Nishijima who plays um, Mr. Kofugu mm-hmm. in that movie. He's pretty much in every scene in that. It's a three-hour movie, and for him to be captivating for that entire three hours where, like, you're not bored, you understand what he's saying, the fact that he was speaking a language I don't know or understand, I think mm-hmm. is, for me, incredible. And I think he should have been, he should have been recognized for that because... This movie is nominated for literally most of the major awards and still no acting, which let's yeah. let's get the international actors, let's get them nominated. Because if we're nominating mm-hmm. for ev- nominating these movies for everything else, but not acting, like what are we saying about the actors in these movies? Yeah, no, very good point. Uh, and then Nick Cage too for Pig. That was, it awesome. been nice, was one. Yeah, to see him in here. I will have taken out. Javier Bardem from being the Ricardos. Yeah, and I, I like that. Even though I didn't like the tragedy of Macbeth as a movie, Denzel Washington, I think his performance as like an overall movie performance was really well done. Like from where he starts mm-hmm. versus where he ends, I think was really well done. I think well deserved for him mm-hmm. for doing Shakespeare. Yeah. But you know, Will Smith, I part of me does hope he wins though, which yeah. I think he's going to. I agree. I think one of the other actors I think it would be fun to see nominated would have been Dev Patel. Oh yeah, for Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Green Knight. He was he was pretty good in that movie. Plus he would have looked he would look very nice on the red carpet. <laughs> Him and his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there are some people like Jessica Chastain, she said she wasn't going to the red carpets if they if it conflicted with makeup that they were filming beforehand. So I kind of yeah. do like to see people taking a stand like that. That's true. We'll see if she, mm-hmm. she actually does it. It's easier yeah, to no. say something than it is to do something. Yeah, um, good, good point. But, <laughs> no, right. I'm, sure, I'm sure she will, but yeah. we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so next it is Best Supporting Actress. We have Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter, mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Christian Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. Okay. What, what do you you can say first about what yeah you think. I think this is the most predictable one. It's going to be Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. She's won pretty much every single. She won the SAG. She won the BAFTA. She won the Critics' Choice, and rightfully so. And mm-hmm. I think it would just be like total full circle moment if she won for playing a part that Rita Moreno also won in West Side Story. I think that would just be the perfect. Mm-hmm. moment other I I do I think out of the ones that I've seen from this movie I haven't seen King Richard I haven't seen the other nominees only one I've seen is, is um Kirsten Dunst who I thought mm-hmm. I was very excited that she was nominated because she for me does such a powerful performance with really like just very quick shifts 
in her emotions and her face. So I'm very happy that mm-hmm. she was nominated. Um, yeah. What about you? And Anjanu Ellis. Like, if I was to see someone else win besides Ariana DeBose, I think it would be her performance for King Richard. Got it. I'm going to mm-hmm. say it again. Um, the actor from Drive My Car. <laughs> um, Toko Miura. I think that's how I pronounce her name. Sorry if that's pronounced um, not correctly, but she plays the driver in Drive My Car, and she also does a really great and also subtle performance because she kind of comes off first as like a very monotone kind of doesn't want to let anyone in and then through this movie she you learn a bit more about her and she lets people in and she gets her kind of happy ending which was really nice mm-hmm. to see and I thought she did a really good job and I think would have loved to see her in the supporting actress yeah. or me. yeah the other one I would add here would be uh, Marley Matlin for Coda yeah like, I kind of wanted more Marley Matlin in Coda yeah because she was she just played good that role so well and like she had just such good comedic beats loved her yeah I agree yeah so that's I would say pretty well those two would have been a nice switch Mm -hmm. and you know would have looked nice in best supporting actress our next category is best supporting actor so we have is that Syrian Hines for Belfast I don't think I pronounced his name correctly Troy Coaster for Coda Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog J.K. Simmons for being the Ricardos and Cody Smith McPhee for the power of the dog. For me here personally, I want it to be Cody Smith McPhee because I love his performance in the power of the dog. I think it's so understated and so powerful in the way you think he's one thing and he's actually something else. But as I've seen Coda, I'd be very happy for Troy Coetzer to win as well, especially the scene for me personally when they're at the recital and they're seeing like a fall recital and they're seeing her sing and he's looking around and you see him reacting to how everyone else is like clapping or crying to his daughter singing I thought that was a really powerful moment and for me like Mm -hmm. cemented his his status I was like oh he's really great so I would be happy with any of those two people winning personally I don't think Jesse Plemons should have been nominated (laughs) just because he's really he's very much a minor character in that movie and I yeah there wasn't much range for me to be like he was a me he was good you know he played his part he I don't think he showed enough to be nominated for best supporting what do you think Claire yeah I agree with that I would have put Mike Feist in here from West Side Story because I think he was just amazing in that I think looking uh in a few years, we'll look back and be like, oh yeah, Mike Feist really should have been nominated here. Uh, but I agree, uh, Troy Kutzer and then Cody Smith-McPhee, I think they're the main two right now. If I was <laughs> to place money on it, um, I'm giving it to Troy Kutzer, I think. Yeah, I, if you would have told me, like literally a month ago, I was like, it's Cody Smith-McPhee. Everyone thought it was Cody Smith-McPhee, yeah. but Troy Kutzer has really come from the underdog status of winning. So I think this might be his. Mm-hmm. I would have also liked to see Corey Hawkins from Tragedy of Macbeth. As I'm, that movie I didn't particularly like, I, he, he made it compelling to watch. He mm-hmm. played Macduff in that movie. I thought he did a really good job. I don't think there's anyone else besides Mike Feist that I was like, oh, they need to be nominated in this. Yeah, I would say pretty, pretty satisfied with yeah. the best supporting yeah. actor. No, I am too. But you just reminded me, though, whoever played the witch in... Um, oh, you're right. 
Have you Katri Macbeth. That? And Katri Macbeth. Oh, let me find her. Give me like Okay, because she was just like so, one of the best parts of that movie. I can't believe I didn't bring her up earlier. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, she should have been. Okay, so her name is Catherine Hunter. Yeah, she should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I agree. We could have taken out... Um, Judy Dench, I think. Yeah, yeah, we could have yeah that's who I would have taken out. I have Judy to admit, Dench. she was incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was just so... She played three characters. Like, it was so good. And just the way she was able to, like, manipulate her body to be this, like, very creepy witch. It, no, she did such a good job. Yeah. I agree. I did. I really like that movie too. Like there's one other thing on here where I'm like, oh, I kind of hope, I kind of hope that wins, but all right. Well, next we will go on to best costume design. It's Corella, Stierno, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess for me, I think just from what I've read, I think it might be Cruella. Like, I heard they made, like, 120 dresses, or probably even more than that, just for just for Emma Stone, mm-hmm. for, like, what she wears. That's a lot of work. Um, not that not that anyone else did less work, but that's just from, that's, like, a number that has, like, stayed with me. Personally, I did really like the costumes in Dune. It had a really, like, out-of-world aspect. Mm-hmm. And I did like the costumes in West Side Story. I liked how they played with color between the sharks and the jets. I love that. It was There was one thing I would say in West Side Story that really took me out of it. There's a specific dress that someone is wearing in the America dance scene that is a very modern print. <laughs> the only reason I know it is because I had a dress with that print on it growing up. So, oh, get out, really? I'm, That's so funny. So, like, I'll have to go back I and look for saw that. It, I was taken out. I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's not. And they could have done that on purpose because they wanted to make maybe do a silhouette that was very much to the time, but with more modern coloring, which is fair. But no one else had that much of a pattern to mm-hmm. it. It was like this blue and orange and it had like all these lines on it, kind of like scratches. I'll, I'll show it to you later. But for me, that was just not my personal favorite. That took me out of the movie. But overall, I think. Um, Paul Taswell, who did the costuming, did a really good job. What about you? Yes. I love the West Side Story out, uh, costumes. Like you were mentioning in the one dance scene where it's all the sharks who are dressed in these warm colors and then all the jets who are in the cool colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just like so nice to look at. And then Anita's yellow and red dress. Like I yeah. thought that was beautiful. I think uh, Corella will probably win here just because it is so centered around the fashion world. They did have a lot more costumes that they could choose from. Um, and they were all just like really amazing to look at. Um, mm-hmm. Just very captivating. The one thing that I was going to bring up about Corella though is the favorite uh, costume that was this uh, gold gown that had kind of a skirt cup, but then also a dress as well. However, it never left a mannequin. So in that case, even though it's a dress, it's probably still just a prop if it's not on a person. So I don't know that this is the first movie that kind of made me think of like, oh, like for all the fashion movies, like if they don't leave the um, like the standing model and they're not actually on a human being, like they're just still props. Like they have to be on someone to be a costume, you know? Interesting. I never thought of it that way, mm-hmm. which I guess makes sense, but 
I don't know. I honestly, I'm trying to think like other other movies where I'm like the costuming was amazing. Oh, I guess Green Knight. Even though it was nowhere accurate to what the time period was, um, it was a lot of fun. They really were like we're just going full fantasy mm-hmm. with it. And I did also. I would say Spencer. They did a really yeah, good job Spencer. with mm-hmm. not like just copying her outfits, but maybe taking outfits she's worn and changing the color or changing different aspects of it just to to further the story which was really nice so mm-hmm. i would say spencer would be one of my costuming wishes yeah. um but our next category is best sound so we're doing belfast dune no time to die the power of the dog and west side story i you think go dune's first. gonna win here i, yeah, I feel dune like too yeah, I just feel like for a lot of the technical awards, I feel like Dune's going to have it. And the sound in Dune was very good. I think if I was to add something, and this I don't think would be nominated for sound ever, but The Lost Daughter, I think, did a really good job with the sound design here. Just because there were so many scenes of uh, just looking at Jesse Buckley's character the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you would hear all these crying and screaming children in the background. And her character was supposed to be annoyed by them. And like you as the audience viewer were also like, oh my God, this is so much screaming and crying. Like I'm also now annoyed. And you kind of, even though I couldn't get behind what the character was thinking in that those moments, I was like, wow, like this is super annoying. I can understand what she's going through. So I thought that was really effective. And uh, I think No Time to Die as well, just because, you know, it's an action movie. Um, and there were a lot of good, there was always a lot going on in those scenes mm-hmm. that could also win here. But I think, I think it's going to be Dune. Yeah, especially Dune with how they did the solder car mm-hmm. sounds was really well done. And how they kind of differentiated the sounds between each kind of planet, I thought was really well done. And characters specifically as well. I also really like the power of the dog for, um, my brother pointed this out to me, how quiet it is how you're very focused on the sounds of the environment where you might not necessarily be like that with other films. I was really impressed with that when I saw it the second time. And Mm -hmm. then I did like West Side Story. I think for me, especially, I love the song Maria. So when they they fade in the different Marias, I was really impressed with that. I don't Mm -hmm. think I'll win, but I'm I'm going between Power of the Dog and Dune personally. Mm -hmm. You know, this is another category that they're not going to have like live so it's just honestly a shame because it's just such a like such an art form like all these Mm -hmm. subtle things going on in the background or sometimes not subtle with like the maria for example which was just like beautiful to hear exactly um okay uh shall we move on to best original score we have don't look up dune encanto parallel mothers and the power of the dog okay crazy so I've actually seen three of these movies. Oh, wait, so you've seen uh, Don't Look Up, Dune, and, and The Power of Dog. Oh, no, not Don't Look Up. Oh, four. Oh, oh, right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so Dune, The Power of the Dog, and Encanto. So, yeah. Um, for me, personally, I-, I would go in between Dune and The Power of the Dog. I watched a whole YouTube video from Thomas Flight about the score of Dune and how each, each, like, um, realm of people and planets all had their own very distinct sound and score Mm -hmm. and when you hear it and when he explains it's actually very cool and I was like oh Hans Zimmer like 
you up there. But also, I did really like the tone for Power of the Dog as well. The banjo, the way it kind of made you on edge, I thought was really well done. So I think it could be um, it could be Johnny Greenwood's to win. But he also did Spencer and Licorice Pizza as well, I think. Oh, wow. He did lic- I didn't know he did Licorice Pizza. I yeah, know so he, he did... did- quite a lot of movies that's crazy and i love spencer's though just because yes, it was like almost scary jazz music that was like yeah that's why very... i like that too so yeah i think he he might win just because he's done so many other movies this year that were also like really well done that he might kind of get this as like a come all oscar you know because he a lot of people thought he was going to be nominated twice for for this movie um but that's that's my take I think I think it might also go to Hans Zimmer though I, yeah, I think it's going to Hans Zimmer I think he does really deserve it too um and it's just like look I went back to see like all the different times he's been nominated and just recently like 2018 Dunkirk 2015 Interstellar 2011 mm-hmm. Inception 2010 Sherlock Holmes 2001 Gladiator but the last and only time that he won was 1995 for The Lion King. That so was, That was banger, though. That was so good. Yeah, so good. Um, so I think this is another one that I would say, I think Hans Zimmer has this in the bag. I think he's going to win I don't this know. one. I think, I don't know, I think Johnny Greenwood could, could take it from him. And I honestly, that's, like, that's I'd, I would be happy. I'd be happy if he won as well. Uh, also, one that I thought was looked over was Alexander Desplot for The French Dispatch. Mm. I thought that was a really good one, too. Yeah. I, mean, honestly, I can't even remember what the Don't Look Up score. I don't remember that at all. I liked Encanto. For me, um, Encanto, I think, also did a really good job. I just don't think from the, uh, from the other two movies it's, it's going to win. I'm happy it was nominated. Yeah. Because I did really enjoy that movie. But... I think the other two have just gotten a bit, a lot more status and just talked about a bit more. So it might go in their favor. But mm-hmm. our next category is Best Adapted Screenplay. So we have Coda, which is uh, Sean Hader, Drive My Car, um, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. So this is Best Adapted Screenplay. I think this might go to Dune for um, just because he wasn't nominated for director. But I'm be honest. I for this is like the one category where I'm like I don't really care who wins. Like I, I'd be I'd be very happy for anyone to win in this category. Mm-hmm. But also Maggie Gyllenhaal has been getting a lot of awards for the Lost Daughter, so I feel like she might be someone that might be an underdog that people might not expect to win. But I love Drive My Car and I love Dakota, so I'd be very mm-hmm. happy for them to win awards too as well. Yeah, no, I agree. This one I kind of don't really have a preference. I'd be happy if anyone won. Um, if I was to take a guess, I'm going to say it's either Coda or, well, honestly, Coda, Dune, or The Power of the Dog. Yeah. Like, I think... The thing for me is, I think if they decide not to give Jane Campion the best director nod, she might win an adapted screenplay. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, like, she might win both. That might be, you know, something that that happens, but I'm I'm not 100% sure if she will, but... You know, for me, like, I think, like, they might do that just to, like, lessen her blow of not winning Best Director. But yeah. that's, that's me. 
Um, that's my own thoughts. I'm trying to think was there's any other movie this year that I was like should have kind of been nominated. Oh, besides passing, I think Rebecca Hall doing um this novella should have been nominated. She did a really good job. That's that's I think that's it. I wasn't I don't think I watched too many adapted movies this year. All right. Then we'll move on. Cause I honestly I don't really have that many thoughts on best adapted screenplay either. But best, <laughs> best original screenplay, Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World, which I do think this one is going to go to Licorice Pizza. And the, the writing, I think, was interesting in it. I just think that I, they want to give Paul Thomas Anderson an award here uh, since mm-hmm. he has been nominated so many times. Um, He's been nominated 11 times without a win, so I think this will finally be it. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, I would have done Worst Person in the World. Mm-hmm. I really I really like that movie. I think it was really original in the way they just, he decided to approach um, the kind of midlife crisis or coming-of-age movie, but in a more, like, young, um, like, a late 20, early 30s woman, which I thought was more interesting, and also the different acts of fantasy in it was really nice so I think that is what that's the one I want to win I think also for looking at best original screenplay I would have also liked to see um personally I think pig could have been and I'm gonna say it even though I didn't like this movie I'm gonna go titan (laughs) oh my gosh I forgot about titan like I have to say it I didn't like that movie but if I'm thinking about the most original movie I saw this year, and that's how I personally view best original screenplay, it's like, what is the movie that captured my attention and was the most original in that sense? I would pick Titan, just because like that's what, like that's what happened. That movie was just so crazy to watch. Exactly, but like we're still talking about it, and I still highly remember it. So I think personally, it it had that effect on effect on me, and. It, it should be recognized because that was a really polarizing movie. Yeah. But wait, I don't even think it was nominated for um, Best Foreign Film, was it? It's not. No, it was not, which is very surprising. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I don't think I would have voted for that for anything, honestly. But it certainly made me think a lot and then made me cringe while I was watching it just because some scenes were so horrific. Yeah, it was... If you want our review on Titan, let us know, because Claire and I have many thoughts. We legitimately FaceTimed each other just to talk about that movie. If um, we do any that, other um, on Best if Original we, Screenplay? If we're doing Sorry. an episode on Titan, I will not be rewatching it. That's okay. I can't, I can't do it again. I'll just have to go from memory. Pure memory. Um, I love it. All right. Um, and then so- uh, we haven't watched uh, yet many of the best animated shorts or best live action shorts. So we're going to put best a pin in that. Shorts. Unfortunately, right. um, I don't find them easily available. If anyone knows how to watch them, let us know because mm-hmm. I'd be very interested. Um, yeah, I just don't know how to watch these. Um, so, so unfortunately, so- I haven't seen any. <laughs> All right, so then the next thing we'll be talking about is best film editing, which is Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. And this one's hard because uh, just to bring it back to our conversation about sound and how 
Um, the power of the dog was interesting because of um, its silence. I feel mm-hmm. that same way about best editing as well, because mm-hmm. for some shots, it's like, oh, like maybe they should have cut it here. But like now we're seeing just like more of just a shot of their face and their emotions. And you just kind of get more from the scene because of it and knowing when not to cut and knowing when everything should be just still. Uh, and I thought that was very impressive. But then on the other hand, Tick Tick Boob had, I think, the most... Um, artistic editing it was just like more crazy in what it was doing um it was doing the most as far as editing I, goes i would agree and for me personally i don't know if i would put tick tick boom in the best film editing sense because for me the editing for me really took away from the movie where they were staying a beat too long on a character that wasn't talking or the way certain characters were talking or we were focusing too much on this when they weren't necessarily a main character or when we weren't focusing on a character that had a very big reveal and then we kind of it was left to the wayside so for me personally that's not something that I would pick to win I would pick probably um Dune or Power of the Dog I think Dune did a really good job there's a lot happening in this movie and they do a very skillful job of going in between all these different same political things happening and then also people on Arrakis people trying to control Arrakis um the Fremen the Fremen so I think they did a pretty skillful job trying to think I would also honestly I would put hmm, maybe Spencer in this movie Mm -hmm. I liked I think Spencer also did a really good job in how they decided to pick even though it wasn't necessarily my favorite movie I did necessarily I did see like the effort and I appreciated it Mm -hmm. I would also say if I was to vote here I would say Dune just because one of the things I also think editing can do is take a really or it's its job to take a really long movie like Dune and make sure that the way it's edited makes it so it doesn't feel its length which I feel like Mm -hmm. Joe Walker who's the editor of Dune did so well because it didn't feel like an almost three hour long movie which it was um I gotta disagree with that tick tick boom though I, I love that to. I know I'm sorry um but just the one scene where they're singing therapy and they're cutting back and forth between the musical elements and then that was um, and I arguing in real life like I just thought that was so cool yeah I I I, I, yeah. I I agree with you there it was other parts of the movie that I was not as yeah with, mm-hmm. but our next category is best makeup and hairstyling. So we have Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Personally, I think it would just be fun if House of Gucci won. That's on me. I think it might go to The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It could go to anyone. It would also be fun if Coming to America won. Like, mm-hmm. I find best makeup and hairstyling, if I'm not truly invested, to be a pretty fun category. And... I think it can pretty much go to anyone. <laughs> That's my hot take. <laughs> anyone could win here, according to Elena. <laughs> yeah, no, I would say uh, the thing that's working in Coming to America and House of Gucci's, um, what's working for them is that it's like heavy use of prosthetics, which the Academy really likes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would say, and also the eyes of Tammy Faye, because literally her makeup was so crazy. That's like very easy to see oh gosh if house of gucci wins 
don't have House of Gucci one. I just can't. I didn't like that movie at all. Um, I was so happy when it wasn't nominated that much on Oscar morning. Um, but everything else I'm, I'm cool with. I think Corella. If I was to take a vote, I'm going for Corella here. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I can't think of another movie that had really great makeup and hairstyling. This wasn't Emma 2020, where I was pretty much obsessed with that movie and thought it should win every award it was nominated for. So, Wait, did, did that win for Best Makeup and Hairstyling? Do you remember? Did not, did not win, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Did not win any awards. <laughs> it, 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 it won all the awards in your heart, though. So that's really it's what really matters. Good. All right. Really next, good. we're moving on to Best Animated Feature. It is Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machines and Riot and the Last Dragon. Elena, what are your thoughts? This is finally a category that I've seen every single movie in. Um, yes. So personally, the M- Mitchells versus the Machines was so generally funny and heartfelt that I think it should win. I think it, compared to the styles of animations, it was a very different style of animation. They had a lot of, kind of as if like a teenage girl, which is in the movie is like making her own videos. They show the videos she makes. They kind of do a lot of, as if paper is being posted on the screen. I thought it was really cute. I really liked it. The other movie I would say to win would be Encanto. I thought it was really cute. I think they could have gone further with the story itself. I found the overall arc of the story kind of underwhelming. But I really liked the animation. It was really colorful. It was really fun. How they did everyone's powers was a lot of fun. So that's for me. I really liked Flea, but I do think it'll win in other categories. So I don't necessarily think it needs to win in the best animated feature. Oh, I loved Flea. I thought that was such a good uh, animated feature documentary. And just that it's so unique that this is the first time I've ever seen an animated documentary before. And it just left such an impact on me. Just all the struggles that person had to go through um in Kanto I loved I agree with you that the story itself I thought was it was fine it trailed off towards the end a little bit but the music is amazing in it yeah and it's characters that I would love to revisit because it's a lot of interesting characters mm-hmm. and um we didn't talk about the Mitchells versus the Machines I didn't like that movie <laughs> at all I know when you started talking about how much you loved it I was like oh gosh what I thought, <laughs> I oh, thought, tell me your opinion. I roasted Luca. you on Spencer. You can roast me on this. <laughs> I just thought the character of Katie was just so annoying and disagreeable. I just didn't like the way she treated her father at all. And I just, the style, all like stylistically, it just felt like a meme to me, but just in a bad way. And Every I know every I'm definitely in the minority here because everyone okay. loved this movie and I was just like trying to figure out like gosh why am I not connecting with this movie but I just I just it annoyed me and I do love uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller I love their past work with um, the Lego movie I thought was amazing and then they did Into the Spider Verse as well um, so I love them I just didn't love this movie but. Besides that, um, I'm rooting for either Flea or Encanto to win. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the best animated feature. <laughs> we'll have to Oscar. see. Um, our yes. next, our next category is best documentary feature. We have Ascension, Attica, 
Flea, Summer of Soul, and Writing with Fire. So the only ones I've seen from this has been Flea and Summer of Soul. Um, I have plans on seeing Attica. I'm unsure how to see Writing with Fire. That was when I looked up. That's about um, women newscasters in India. Hmm. And it did not seem to be available on a website or in theaters. Ascension, I believe, might be on Netflix. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. But I really liked Summer of Soul and I really liked Flea. But I do believe this is Flea's. It, it was so, uh, it was really great. I was really kind of touched by his story and what he had to go through. And not only the fact that this wasn't necessarily a movie about his whole story, but the fact that he decides to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. what really happened which I, I found really interesting and it's very happy in that the end of that movie that he decides to do this and this kind of weight is lifted off him he can you know really enjoy the life that he deserves so I was very happy about that I did really like Summer of Soul though this is about the Harlem um, festival in I believe 1969 or 1968 I think it was 69 and it was something I had no idea had happened and the amount of love that was put into this that you can really tell about not only the people that went to the festival which is my favorite part people talking about what these artists meant to them and seeing them for the first time was really nice so I thought like I would be very happy if Summer of Soul wins but I don't have opinions on the other movies I haven't seen them (laughs) I know and I I just saw Flay out of these so that's what I'm rooting for Oh, sounds good I'm very I I know Attica's on Hulu because I have intentions of seeing oh, that yeah. before the and then I was so surprised the rescue wasn't nominated same this was if you don't know um Claire put it on her top five movies of the year it was the movie about the um the Thai soccer team that was stuck in the caves and the divers that eventually saved them and yeah, I was really, I got really good reviews. It was a really interesting story. It was very much something I feel like the Academy would normally vote for. And it was really well mm-hmm. done. So I'm a little sad to see that one not nominated. Yeah, I just thought that was so good. Had me crying so hard. It's just yeah. such like a crazy event to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, it is on Disney Plus. So a lot of people have watched it since then. So I'm glad that it is getting uh, people to watch it and that recognition in that way um but yeah no recognition mm-hmm. at the oscars yeah and if you want to um, see summer of soul that's also on disney plus and yeah. flea is on hulu right now hmm. definitely check and those then, out yeah for best original song it is be alive from king richard by beyonce dos orgatos by lin-manuel miranda for encanto down to joy van morrison belfast no time to die billy eilish and then, oh, that from the movie, No Time to Die, duh. And then Somehow You Do by Diane Warren for a movie called Four Good Days, which I've actually, I've never heard of that movie before. Um, I, I don't have to look that up. I would say here, well, first, we don't talk about Bruno, not on here, because they didn't have it, like, it's the movies who, like, figure out what they're going to nominate. I think they could nominate um, two movies just for the shortlist. And they didn't choose We Don't Talk About Bruno, which I listen to like every single day. They're probably kicking themselves being like, God, why didn't we nominate that? So that was intentional. So I read about Lynn Miranda being, he intentionally wanted 
the dose or or you chose definitely did pronounce that right to be nominated instead we don't talk about for you because i think this song meant more to him and was the thing of had a, a better message that he wanted to put out there and to be sung on tv so that's what i think i know there's a whole he talked about in a whole article i have i read all of it but i kind of forgot the main ideas that he said but i do know it was a it was a choice it was not something that they were like oh we wish we did this whereas like no we wanted this specific song to be nominated I but do you think be... that oh, oh yeah no go ahead no I was just gonna say but do you think if it had if they knew the popularity it would grow to of being like a double platinum song that they would have probably gone back and nominated it I don't know because it was pretty popular I don't I don't know when they do the nomination so I just know that he was asked about it and mm-hmm. he was like it was a very it was a purposeful choice for me personally, I think it's going to be No Time to Die because that's a pretty good song. I like Billie Eilish. I mm-hmm. still think it would be fun if Beyonce won an Oscar. So I'm also kind of hoping Be Alive might win. I haven't listened to the other songs, so I don't know. I love the song Be Alive just because they played that at the very end of the credits of King Richard. And mm-hmm. it was such an emotional ending. And then even after that, they showed clips of Venus and Serena and um the father when like their real clips with that song playing over it and it really did carry the emotions through to even through the credits with that song so if i had to choose a winner um i would personally vote for be alive but i also think it's going to be no time to die just because the james bond movies have such a good track record with winning for best (laughs) original song because they won for um Spectre and Skyfall, which was amazing by Adele. Um, yeah, that was good. And I, I do enjoy that song. Um, but I would have chosen Be Alive. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Our next category is Best Cinematography. We have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, or West Side Story. I think personally, I'm, I think it could go to Tragedy of Macbeth. That's what, like, what I think might win. I would really like it if Dune won. I thought the way they shot it was really beautiful, but I would also wouldn't be. I also really like the power of the dog as well. Mm-hmm. I think that was very intentional the way they shot that movie and decided what to show. So, I would I would be happy with any of those movies winning. Yeah, and this is honestly such a stacked category too. Like the mm-hmm. cinematography for all of these is just amazing. Um, I. I would love to see Tragedy of Macbeth win here, though, because because I feel like the cinematography had to carry so much of this movie just mm-hmm. because it is, uh, the dialogue is k- kind of hard to understand sometimes, so it has mm-hmm. to be so visually interesting. And it was such a, and this is more with the production design, but just to capture the minimalistic set design they had, um, and just there was so much empty space in all of the shots. Um, I just love that one. And then West Side Story, too. I thought that was beautifully done. And Nightmare Alley was good. I, I like that one, too. So I'll be happy with any of the winners here. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. And then next, it's Best International Feature. You have Drive My Car from Japan, Flea from Denmark, The Hand of God from Italy, Lutana, A Yak in the Classroom from Bhutan, and then the worst person in the world from Norway. So I think Flea will also win Best International Feature. I really want Drive My Car to win, though. I, I think, like, 
Flea, very deserved movie. I think it's either going to win Best International Feature or Best um, Documentary. It might win both. I'd be very happy mm-hmm. if it wins both, but Drive My Car needs to get something. <laughs> also, See, I'm I was very like, happy with yeah. Worst Person in the World, too. I don't think it's going to win. I think I'm kind of hoping that might win Best Original Screenplay because I don't think it's going to win Best International Feature just because it's really stacked in between Flea and Drive My Car, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But that would be also nice if it won. But I'm really hoping Drive My Car wins. <laughs> See, I was thinking the opposite of what you were because I thought like Best International Feature, like I, I really want Flea to win, but I feel like it's going to go to Drive My Car in this category mm-hmm. just because it is I- nominated for... Um, best picture i feel like it's probably gonna win here as well yeah i don't think it'll win best picture but we'll see i know i read i read some things where it's like flea might win all the categories it's nominated for so i'm i hope it does no it was it was really well done but i also like for me when that happens i'm also kind of like i want other movies to also get get like recognition Mm -hmm. because it's 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 nice when sometimes like a lot of movies they win a lot but i also kind of want the other movies to be seen but the other two movies did really well so I'd be very happy if Flea won mm-hmm. all the nominations as well so we'll have to see what happens um, I feel like it is going to be that kind of year though where it's going to be a bunch of different movies winning not one of the same thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally I think Dune might win a lot of the tech the technical yeah. and not necessarily more of a best it might win best at screenplay I'm not sure but the screenplay the best picture that sort of thing I don't think it We'll, we'll win those but best production design we have dune nightmare alley the power of the dog the tragedy of macbeth and west side story for me i think it's going to go to the tragedy of macbeth the sets of the tragedy of macbeth are its own character in the movie mm-hmm. so i think it, they did a really good job i also think west side story did a really good job considering they filmed some scenes in new york and some scenes on a set so I think they did a really good job so I think it could go to either I like Dune as well but I think it really kind of I think it's really going to be Tragedy of Macbeth I think for this one I'm going to put Nightmare Alley I'm pretty sure this was I, I'm, I have to check if this is right or wrong I'm pretty sure it's the same production design as The Shape of Water and it was just like very intricate lots of details Everything seems so worn down and you could really like feel just like how much effort they had put into it. And it just looked so good. And it was, they weren't at a, um, it was like a carnival. That's the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt so lived in that you could just really walk into this set and like, it's going to be just a regular carnival. Um, so I loved the way Nightmare Alley looked. So I think that's going to win. Um, but I'm also rooting for tragedy Macbeth Macbeth as well nice Mm -hmm. and do you want to go over our last category yes it is best visual effects dune free guy no time to die shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and then spider-man no way home if this doesn't go to dune i'm gonna be freaking pissed what are we I, even here for if this doesn't go to Dune? What are we here for? I look up a video. I think it's also Thomas Flight. It might not be Thomas Flight. It might be someone else who did went over Dune's um, special effects. And the way it looks is so much different than, let's say, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. The way they decide to do green screen, which in Dune, it's sand screen. That's what they called it. It's just so well done. They really thought about how it looks 
because there is when it comes to like the marvel movies there is a weird lighting problem when it comes to things on green screen versus things not on green screen and because it goes so fast you don't necessarily notice but dune like took that extra step and was like we want everything to be this aesthetic like the Mm -hmm. aesthetic and i think it, it should it should do it they did a really good job and yeah there's an I'm sorry I don't care about the other nominees yeah I just feel like no I'm I'm here for Dune I'm totally rooting for all the way um and more visual effects never equals better visual effects which I always feel like the Marvel movies there's just like always so many visual effects and Spider-Man No Way Home the visual effects here do not look good I don't think like it's so visible when you can see the green screen and what I love about Dune is Uh, It did seem like incorporating the practical effects into it as well and just like intertwining it in a way where you can't really tell like what is green screen and what's not. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that also had good visual effects as well. But Dune, I'm 100% here for it. Uh, And I wish Green Knight would have gotten nominated as well. Yeah, they had a pretty good special effects as well. Yeah. That's our, that's our hot takes for the Oscars 2022. Um, you'll have to see us on Instagram and Twitter at Making Sense of Movies to see our reactions to who wins um, on March 27th. So please follow us, see what that's going to be about. But we hope that you like this podcast. And yeah, go. If you haven't seen some of these movies, we'll definitely, you should definitely give them a shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.